Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Before we get started today, I have a question for you. Are you too busy to do one more thing, to add one more thing to your plate? Chances are that you're feeling like you don't have enough time in the day to get everything done. You're pulled in a million directions. There are so many distractions, notifications. You may not be sleeping. You find yourself saying yes to the wrong things and you're stressed. Is it ever going to end? If you want a solution to overcome distractions, I have a free gift for you. You can go grab my free video course. This is a four-day short video course that will teach you what the first steps are to stop the distractions, increase your productivity, and get your time back. You can register today for the four steps to better productivity at gsdsecrets.com. Today's podcast is being brought to you by one of my very, very favorite platforms called Kajabi. If you're looking for a platform to host a website, to capture leads, to convert leads, to do a simple sales funnel or a lead page, Kajabi houses all of that stuff under one roof. One of the things that you will love, it removes all barriers of using technology. It can help you soar your business online and scale your business. It is absolutely the easiest platform I've ever built on, on the back end. And for the user experience, it is amazing. And it is so easy to use for an exclusive rate. And to get a free trial, go to my link, angelaprofit.com slash Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And I'm super excited today because I'm talking with another Nashvillian gal who is sharp and on fire. So I'm so excited. We're And, and we're going to be picking her brain on like marketing stuff. And this is stuff that I geek out over. Um, Anna Via McLean, she's the CEO and founder of Piccolo Marketing. And if you're not on her email list, you'll have to get her an email list because I'm on it and I get like really <laughs> good tips and really great insight. Um, from different different angles of marketing. And so she's an entrepreneur. She's a speaker. She's really an expert in marketing. And she and I both have a lot of the same awesome contacts in Nashville from the Entrepreneur Center, from Entrepreneur Organization, from Catalyst. We've both been able to surround ourselves with some really freaking awesome people that have, well, I know they've taught me and we'll have to see what Anavia says, but 
the whole thing around community is mentors and having a mentor and having a relationship with the right mentor, which by the way, you guys, it's changed my life. I mean, my life and my business and not only my bank account and my team, but like everything changed for me when I went through Catalyst and when I got the right mentor. And so I attribute a lot of my success to a lot of my mentors through entrepreneur organization. And so it's awesome to be able to grow with that, but then also become a mentor and give back. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is about having the right mentor and like how to be a good mentor, but also more importantly, how to be a good mentee. And like something I realized about myself in the beginning is I was very defensive and I had an answer for everything. But like when you're a mentee, you really need to take a step back and soak it all up. So we're going to talk about that today. Anavia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to chat. So before we kick off and start getting into all the guru of marketing and mentorship, share with our audience, I know your background because we have collaborated on some stuff before, (laughs) but for all the ladies and gents out there who don't know you and don't know what your upbringing was and what's your journey been, like just share some background so that everybody knows how you've gotten, how the hell have you gotten to where you you are today? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so I was, like you said, I'm a Nashville girl. So I actually moved here from Ohio when I was 10, but, um, I feel like I've been here long enough to call myself a Nashville girl. Totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I started working in restaurants when I was 16. Uh, cause I was like, you know, I want to buy my own pizza and get a cell phone and all those really important things when you're 16. And (laughs) um, yeah, so I started working as a hostess and then uh, just kind of worked in restaurants um, up from there. So I ended up becoming a waitress and did some bartending and, you know, some, some shift manager kind of things until when I was 22, I got offered to do private events. Uh, I know you know all about that at uh, a country club outside of uh, downtown Nashville. And so I sort of made the transition over into private club management and learned a lot there, uh, made a, a move over to a, a downtown club, a business and dining club, and was there for almost four years. And by the time I was 28, I was in sort of the, the senior manager position at the club. And uh, in that industry, there's not, there's, unless you go work for like a corporation that manages many clubs or something like, there's not really a lot of upward growth potential. <laughs> and right. so at 28, I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't want to be in the same position until I retire. So I'm going to have to make some moves. And so uh, that's when I first started getting mentors uh, and sort of latched onto some people and they gave me phenomenal advice. And I ended up deciding uh, to learn a little bit more about marketing agencies and how those worked. And then pretty quickly after that opened my own. And so since then, about six and a half years ago, I've been working uh, strategically with small business owners to do digital marketing execution. So amazing. And I, I, I absolutely love it. And so how, so I know like I mentioned how some of the mentors in my life have had such an impact on life and business personally and professionally. So much, so yeah. When you were a mentee, like talk to us about how did that go? And then like, tell us about like your top three mentors that just changed everything. Like, did you have that experience? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I have, so mentors also come in so many 
I'll say shapes and sizes, right? They come in different forms. They come at different times. They stay with you for like, you know, different lengths of time. So, um, you know, for me, my big transformative mentor experience um, was being able to recognize mentors. So I know that sounds weird, but like, you know, there are all these programs you can join where it's like, we're going to pair you with a mentor and it's like official. This person is here to do this. And every, you know, third Thursday of the month, which is great. Those are awesome programs mostly. But once I, I found one organically, it became so obvious to me how many there were in my life already that I wasn't utilizing. And so, you know, it, it's, it's people that have experience in things that you don't. It's people that, um, that are willing to just have coffee and listen to you. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. people that you can go to and ask for a really specific favor or question. Again, all shapes and sizes. So to me, the transformative experience was being able to recognize mentors and then decide to work with them and to have that symbiotic relationship back and forth. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, you've got a mentor that is further along in one thing than you are, but maybe you're further along in something else and you guys can share back and forth. Um, so that's what helped me decide to start my own company was specifically, uh, a local, uh, business owner here, legend, John Boyens. I don't know if you've met him before, but, um, really great guy. And so he was some guy I met at a networking event and just kept in touch with. And when I decided that I wanted to make a career shift, I was like, you know, he knows a lot of people. Let me just ask. And I went and had coffee and he was nice enough to like, you know, give me a half an hour of his time and was like, Here's how you determine, like showed me, this is how you find in your heart, like what the right role or job is for you. And then once I figured that out, he was like, yeah, so go find a job that's that. And if you can't find one, make one. And literally that sentence, like I have goosebumps saying it right now. I love (laughs) it. Like that sentence, like it had not occurred to me before that like, and, and it sounds weird. It's someone giving you like permission and encouragement behind something that maybe you already feel, but you are too scared to really like get behind and and take action on. And so, yeah, it was very transformative. And then once I saw that, I was like, wait, look at all these other people in my life that I can ask questions. I'm sure I had a period of being really annoying for the first few years of my business, just (laughs) berating people with questions left and right, but it works. So I, no apologies. (laughs) Well, and the first thing that I noticed is, um, you know, you can't be afraid to ask because people, all they can do is say no, or I don't have time. And so now that you're on the other side, um, because I'm sure you get inundated with, can we have coffee? Can I pick your brain? Can I do this? Can I do that? And, you know, there's only so much time in the day. And I know that we both probably love to give back. But what is a strategy that you use to make sure that someone is actually ready to listen to your experience and your guidance? Because what I've learned is not everybody is actually ready for, to take that jump. And so how do you pre-qualify people if they ask you for your time to make sure that they're actually ready? Yeah. And so usually I don't start out either a mentor or a mentee relationship all in with everything I've ever wanted to do or learn. (laughs) So, you know, it's not like you sit down at the table the first time and you're like, let me tell you everything that's going on in my life and how you can fit like, okay. Um, 
you know, let's start with something simple. Give me one challenge that you're working on. So as an example, I um, am one of the founding mentors with the Women in Business program at Vanderbilt. Um, and anyone who's listening in the Nashville area, it's a wonderful program. They're always looking for uh, mentors and they have different events throughout the year. But when you start working with someone in, in that capacity, you know, it's challenging to assess where, where they need help. And so when I'm assigned a mentor through that, or excuse me, a mentee through that program, the first thing I do is just like a get to know you, like, tell me about you. Okay. Let me, you know, let me give you a little bit of my background and it's just sort of a 30 minute, let's learn about each other. And then I usually end it with what's one thing that I can help you with right now. So in that scenario, I'm sort of driving the conversation as the mentor because I understand that as college students, they might not know where to, where to start, right? But when I give them one thing to focus on, it makes it tangible and um, it, makes it, it makes it easier to digest. So then mm -hmm. we can use that one thing or scenario to work through, is this going to be a good pairing, right? So I had one girl who... Um, very lovely young woman. We did our coffee meeting and I asked her the question, what one thing can I help you with right now? And she said, I'm really trying to get an internship for the summer and I don't have any idea where to start. And I said, awesome. awesome. Let's work on that. So we spent the next three months where every checking call, we would say, okay, here's the next step that I think that you could work on. Go research some stuff, see how you feel about it. Maybe put together, you know, your resume and your LinkedIn. And then next month she would come back and she'd have that to show me so I could review it with her and then be like, okay, so here are some new next steps that you can take. She would go do some stuff and come back and say, this is what I did. We could review it and take a next step. So I didn't have to solve her problem by being like, oh yeah, let me just get you an internship. Cause then gotcha. she doesn't learn anything. She just got an internship and then our relationship is, it, it doesn't build anywhere you know, but like having one thing or project to focus on together was a really great bonding experience. And now she can come to me and be like, this is what I need help with this week or this month. <laughs> yeah. And you're so like, not a lot of people know where to start. And so one of the tools that we use, which I'm so glad that you uh, <laughs> printed it off. And took it, it was very fun. I had not done it before. It's very fun. <laughs> So for those of you who've been listening to me for a long time, you know, I'm a geek when it comes to psychology methodologies. And so I'm a true colors facilitator, a certified facilitator, so I can share it with others and facilitate workshops. And so for some of our episodes, I asked Amanda, I'm like, can you send this to a few people? Because I feel like that it <laughs> is a tool that we use to lead into some of these conversations. And so when it comes to mentors, mentees, internships, we use the one psychology methodology, which I really do love them all. They all have great meaning behind them, but the difference with true colors is that it's with pictures and colors and it's super easy to understand. Right. And so I had Anavia do it. I'm like, <laughs> your numbers. She's like, are you going to tell me what all this stuff means? I'm like, yes, but this is exactly how mm -hmm. we, we have every um, potential intern and then um, this is a very timely conversation because this year I am the mentorship chair for Entrepreneur Organization in Nashville. And so one of the ways that we try to match people is based on their personality. And we don't match people 
who are just like them. We do the complete opposite. Mm. We want to match people with people that are not alike so that you can get a different perspective. And then um, I always want to ask people like, what is one hour a month worth to you? Like, what is your time worth to you? Because some people say time is money. Some people say time is precious. Some people say time is priceless. So based on how you view your time, is how we try to match people. And so will you tell us your numbers for your colors at the very bottom? Oh, the numbers matter too. Okay. Um, yes. I, I'm going to say this <laughs> at the one very thing. Every other thing that I take like this, I'm always the red or the orange version. So I was really gotcha. surprised because gotcha. that was my lowest one with this. Um, so I am a nine in the orange category. Okay. I am a 19 in the gold category, which is my highest. I'm okay. an 18, just slightly below it in blue and a 14 in green. And it's very interesting because um, I know that you do some work with disc and stuff. Uh-huh. Now that I'm looking at these numbers, if I were to chart them on a graph, they would be almost identical to my disc chart. Gotcha. Which is really funny, but I am a gold, not a red. Gotcha. So based on your, um, based on your, where you are in your life and what you're doing professionally, your colors can change. And so it's, and I always like to say like, everybody has all four colors, but typically we have, we call it a bright color and a pale color instead of saying like strengths and weaknesses. And so when I was in healthcare, which was, as my parents would say, my real job, uh, what I went to school for, <laughs> I was a, I was like a 20 gold and which gold means that basically you GSD, you get shit done. You're, you're accountable. People can count on you. You're loyal. You're dependable. You say you're going to yes. do something. You <laughs> effing get the shit done. No matter what it takes, you sacrifice your sleep. You sacrifice sure. You know, it's like, I don't need to eat. I need to finish. Sleep is overrated. I think no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so it's like, and in healthcare, I was very gold because I had to chart on my patients. And if I didn't chart appropriately enough to give enough information for the insurance company to pay the bill, then my patients would come back crying with a bill in their hand. And you, you know, so it's just, it, it was, it was heart wrenching. Now it's not that I was unhappy doing it. I was good at it, but I really didn't know how my brain we're born with the way our brain is wired. We're not, we're not right. really going to change that. And so when I got out of healthcare and I got more into a creative opportunity where I own my own business and really focused, I became a much happier person people are like, how did you know when you like were, you know, in the right position where, where God wants you to be when you start your business? And I'm like, yeah, I was like 30. <laughs> like it took a little bit to figure it out. But I realized, and, and when I redid True Colors as a business owner, I realized I am flourishing and happy and most energetic when I can act orange and not be so structured. And I'm able to outsource the gold part. And so what's interesting though, is that, and I'll give you, you guys a little bit of background. So again, like the gold people, like 
my right hand is um, high gold and that is on purpose. And when I say high, I mean like her numbers, you know, is uh-huh. she's a 24 gold and that's very purposeful. <laughs> and so when we're looking for interns and we're, we're matching people, it's like, we know the gold people will get the job done, uh-huh. hold their feet to the fire. They will make them accountable and they will make sure that that experience happens no matter what. It's not always about being nice. It's about getting shit done. Yeah. And then the blue portion, which is your second number, uh-huh. very close to gold. Blue is, this is like you, you care. You care about people. And in marketing, like you have to care about your yeah. client, the story, the message, and put it out to the freaking world. And if you don't care, there's a big problem right there. <laughs> so it's good that you're blue. I'm, I'm, I'm second blue too. And so it's like, we genuinely care. And typically like in companies, you know, these are like your people that are running customer service. It's like, they notice if you're off, they notice if you're depressed, they notice if you're sick and like, they will actually mm-hmm. say, are you getting enough sleep? Do you need soup? Do you need uh, medication? <laughs> like we're the people that will like yesterday you know, and give it to people. <laughs> Literally yesterday, my account manager sent me a message. She was like, "Hey, I'm really sorry. Um, I threw my back out, and this hasn't like happened before. It's the middle of the day, and she's like, I just wanted to let you know that like my husband came home, and like I'm gonna be like monitoring my emails to like make sure everything. And I'm like go to the doctor. Like yep. and she lives in New York, so I can't physically get to her. Uh-huh. So lucky her because I'm like, I will come over there and make you stop working and drive you to the doctor. Like, no, <laughs> I feel that I'm like, I want to get things done, but also like, I want to take care of my people just as much. <laughs> yes. But it's like, and a lot of women, we are, um, we are high blues. I will tell you as a woman business owner and leader, if your highest color is blue, it's, um, it's very difficult because your emotions lead your decisions, which as a business owner is never good. It isn't. And so having someone else within your company, so you don't have blind spots to not lead with emotion and lead with numbers and data is way more important. And so, yes, it's all about, you know, taking care of people. And then I think your third was, was your third green? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Green is, um, the, the analytics, the research, the complete factual part of someone's brain. And so like the high green and, and on our team, she, there's no emotion that drives a decision, period, the end. It is black and white. The data doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. If you think you're making money, but then you look at the ROI and you track your time and you do all these things that a mentor taught me to do (laughs) back in the day, Andy Bailey, um, it matters. (laughs) And so as a business owner, now that I've gotten into like this online world of, um, selling online, especially when a pandemic happened in 2020, thank goodness I had the know-how and the resources to sell online, but we make all of our business decisions selling online based on the data, not what I think and not what I feel because what we like as women and what consumers actually click and convert are two different things. So it keeps yeah, you real yeah. humble. 
<laughs> yep. Well, so that's, what you're, yeah, what you're saying about time and things like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another thing that I also learned from a mentor. So like mm-hmm. I had, you know, John Kepley sit down and like yes. I've known him for years and he was like, yeah, so what are you doing as a CEO? Like, what are you doing with your time? And I'm like, CEOing, like, I don't like, right. So like, I don't like putting out fires and he's like, no, like you got to be better about that. You know, and it's, and it's wonderful when you have people who have done it before because they're Mm -hmm. not telling you what to do in a bad way. Like they're not, but like to be able to focus on certain parts of your work style or your personality that are like weaker points for you or skills for you and have them say, look, this is why this is important. And if you can do this thing in that skill set, it will allow you, like if I can get my green under control with some data and some time management, I can just take my gold to the next level, right? Because now I know what I'm doing with my time and all my information. And that's what I've done in the past year and a half with like budgeting and time management and labor tracking. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm getting such a high off of everything in the gold and the blue because I've been Mm -hmm. able to supplement the things that I don't naturally pay attention to. Yeah. And it, but it changes your mindset and it, it changes everything. And then, Mm -hmm. so the orange, um, which I am a 24 orange, but I say that I'm a potty trained orange because (laughs) if, um, without EO and without the mentors that I've had, um, which by the way, it's funny because all have all of your mentors been men. Mine have all been men now that I think back to it. So no, the ones that I've mentioned just case by case basis on this podcast so far has been, have been men, but no. So I actually have, um, many female mentors. So, um, through the catalyst program at the EC, uh, this Mm -hmm. is funny. My officially assigned mentor is Tammy Hawes. uh, Oh, I love her. She's all green girl. She's amazing. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I, uh, yeah, I have several others. So, um, Stephanie Huffman is a local uh, agency owner and she and I've been friends for six or seven years now. Uh, also a great mentor. And then this is funny when I was talking earlier about identifying mentors, I never realized how much my mother is a mentor for me mm-hmm. until I started to, to learn about those relationships. And when I did, it was like, okay, you know, I went back in hindsight and saw all of these situations where she was and not just in a motherly way, like she and my father own their own business. So she like, you know, was a single mom when she had me put herself through nursing school, you know, worked as an OBGYN nurse, 12 hour shifts. And then she and my father decided to open up their own e-commerce business. And it it occurred to me that without even, you know, specifically, Hey, we're going to sit down and have some mentoring now, you know, a lot of that was setting phenomenal examples for what I could accomplish. Um, and then, you know, if I ever asked, it was always, yeah, here's what you can do. And here's some resources. So I do have female mentors as well. Um, but I think men tend to be more willing. I think, um, I, I think that mentor programs, official ones tend to be more populated by men in my experience. Okay. It's funny. Cause like I was the, are you the oldest? I am. <laughs> okay. I was the oldest too. And, but I had a very, um, aggressive father who like taught me like no BS and, um, you know, you fend for yourself and you never rely on other people. And so by me growing up with that mindset, it's almost like God knew that I needed like strong men to sway me to F and listen to them because I would 
catch myself because um, I'm so freaking hard headed. I mean, the older I get, like the I've gotten so much better again because like at the EC and at EO, they teach you best practices on, uh, and then in our forums too, as you know, um, you know, that you want, if you, it's like, sometimes as a woman, it's hard to ask for help. You know, it's like, Oh, we can do everything. And I, I've learned over the years, like, don't be like that. Like it's okay to ask for help. And what I've also learned, especially through true colors is if you find somebody that is a higher number than you, they're actually way better and way more qualified the way their brain is wired to do the things that you're not good at. So when you can outsource to people, now you got to train them. You've got to train the people the way you want them to be the culture. That's why I say like potty train the brain. I try to be fun with it and funny because anybody, even if you don't have kids, I mean, I have dogs. We all know what potty training is. Yep. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, I want to be relevant to people, but there are, if you're a good leader and you learn how to communicate and mentor and guide people, your company can flourish way bigger than you ever thought. I mean, I'm walking proof of it but you've got to give up some of that control. And so for oranges or like hot oranges, these are the people that, um, in a marketing perspective, they're like, Oh my God, we could do this and this. And it's like not the normal stuff. Right. So like, I'll never forget one day I'm like driving on the interstate and, you know, I should be paying attention to the road, but there's a billboard, which I never looked at billboards, but there was steam coming out of soup and it was a Panera billboard. And like it was that Panera was like at that exit and it said something, it was like turning, you know, it's like turning fall outside. And I'm like, oh, the butternut squash soup would be amazing. But it's like some marketing genius, like had some kind of poof steam coming out of the actual soup billboard. And I'm like, that's a genius marketing technique. But it's like the oranges, like we're just kind of off the wall. Like sometimes my team is like, so you were here on earth. And then you went there and we have no clue what planet you're living on and what's going on in your head. <laughs> but as an orange, like if you don't surround yourself with the, with the gold people and the green people and the blue people, like I made some, I don't say bad decisions as an early business owner, but I did not allow the data because I didn't know, I didn't know how to do that. I just did what I thought. And so, you know, I've wasted a lot of money and all that, but I call it a learning lesson. Um, but if it wasn't for the mentors, you know, to help me understand, then I wouldn't have surrounded myself with the right people. Cause usually as a new business owner, I don't know, but did you hire people that you liked versus hiring them for their mind and, and their mindset? So I'm selfish and I want both. Okay. Okay. No, that's <laughs> so good. I actually, um, so uh, in my last corporate job, I learned about the DISC profile. Uh -huh. um, so again, similarities, but differences um, to, uh, to this exercise. And I think that um, the True Colors exercise and um, that my first couple of hires were people that I had worked with previously. So I already knew them and I knew what their skill sets were. Interestingly, those were people who like, um, I don't say complimented. They, they didn't do the same things that I did. They filled in my gaps. So the first person I hired who still works for me now, six and a half years later, um, is, uh, is very good with like detail orientation, routine work, 
you know, so like administrative, like she's really great if you're like, hey, I need you to just sit down and like create these spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Or like, I need you to, you know, do all this reporting, or I need you to just like, make sure that this blog gets done every week or whatever it is. Um, and so I knew that like, for me, I get really excited about big things and it's get all the things done. And I tend to lose track of details. Um, as we got a little bigger, I started using the disc as a, um, I don't want to use the word qualifying because we've never looked at a disc profile and been like, Hey, we can't hire you because of your profile. Um, What we have done though, has been like, Hey, we're not going to hire someone who's really um, meant to sit in an office all day and like do routine paperwork to go be an outbound salesperson. Mm -hmm. Right. So like understanding this, we do use it. um, But really it's interesting. We try to go for the culture fit first Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes I go, look, you know, we're doing marketing and I can teach you how to send an email blast. Right. You know, like, I don't need you to already know some of this in order for me, uh, for you to be a good employee or team member. It's more important that the culture fits there and that what you are saying, like their, their, uh, inherent nature is going to match the role, um, Mm -hmm. slash the, you know, the team in general. It's so important. And it's like, nowadays people talk about these tools a lot more and like, but back when I started my business, my first business, I didn't, there like coaches and consultants and mentors, like that wasn't a thing. And like, I was in the library with score, which, you know, score is kind of, it's kind of a mentor program. And I am a mentor with them. Are you? (laughs) I am. I am. I've been a mentor with them. It'll be four years this December. I mean, it's awesome. And so, but I remember when they matched me, which I do want to talk to you about matching. Um, when they matched me, Charlie Redman, he's, you know, in heaven because he was like literally 83 when they matched me with him and I'm like, wow, yeah. this old man and he owned nursing homes. And so I'm like, what is this man going to teach me about a wedding planning business? But I was so young and like, I didn't get it. And so now it's like, it's not about your industry and it's, it's not about that at all. It's about being a good business owner and a leader and choosing the right team members and knowing you're not, it's, it's about so much more than just your industry. And so what is your technique? Cause I know that you guys um, are launching an intern program and you guys are going to be matching people. So what is something that if, so if someone's listening right now, Like, what are some tips that if they're looking for a mentor and for you, like when you're matching people, what are some things that you were like your baseline? Like, what are you doing to make sure it's a good fit, like a good match? Yeah. So, and this is where I think it comes into play for, uh, on both sides of the, the coin here. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a mentor, you want to make sure that you're looking for someone who can help you, like we talked about earlier, with something strategic, someone that you'll be able to relate to or get along with. Um, And finding those people can come from all places. So you mentioned SCORE, you know, even Chamber of Commerce events or things like Mm -hmm. that, where there are, you know, industry leaders. Um, You know, you might be careful. Somebody who might be a competitor in your industry, in your your town, might not want to be your mentor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, But you can go to the other side. So I know someone who gets phenomenal mentorship in her industry from like leading professionals by going, well, I live in Nashville, but you live in like Memphis. 
Mm-hmm. And they don't care. They're like, oh, I'm happy to help you as long as you're not going to like get into my territory. Right. So right. I think, um, you know, being able to, to find as a mentee, being able to find someone that you think will, will match up with your goals uh, and you have something specific to work with them on. Uh, as a mentor, I think finding somebody that uh, you're going to feel uh, some satisfaction and some fulfillment giving back to. So again, I do the women in business program at Vanderbilt. I feel really strongly about that because as a young female, I felt like I didn't have as many obvious choices for guidance and mentorship. In my adult professional career, I want to be that mentor to young females who might not be able to find that now. Right. So like, that's Mm going to provide me with a lot of fulfillment because it's something that I was missing in my career path. Um, so finding something that's going to make you feel like you, you know, you're really giving back is important. Um, and then again, just setting the the tone of how much can you give, how much can you work together, uh, where it doesn't feel overwhelming and it doesn't feel like someone's trying to, you know, suck you for all, (laughs) suck you dry for all of the, the connections you have or the referrals or, you know, things like that. And that's something that like, to me, a mentor is not, you know, it's like to talk about expectations, like what is a mentor for and what are they not for? And so something with me is like, I never thought of a mentor as like hooking me up with connections and hooking me up with business. However, my brother who went through Catalyst and his mentor, it's been a completely different relationship because he, he, he knows a lot of people that, um, that could use my brother's services. And Mm -hmm. so if you ask him his experience with his mentor and he's like, Oh my God, he hooks me up with like all these people that need my, my PI services and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, but what are you learning from your mentor? (laughs) You know, Uh like I learned so much. I'm like, my mentor didn't do that. Like I didn't, I I, like it just it was a completely different relationship and then something else that I want to point out that you said that's really important um is goals and so when I first got my very first mentor I didn't have any goals because no one had ever asked me ever oh yeah what are your goals what do you want why are you doing this no one had ever asked me so naturally I never thought about it and so it really pushed me to think about what do I want? Which at the time I'm like, I don't know how many people are going to call me to do an event in a year. And, and you know, Andy's like, no, no, no. What do you want? And it's amazing what you put down on your vision board or on your, uh, you know, whatever kind of board you have, even if it's a big piece of paper, like that's okay, but take a picture of it. So it's backed up in the cloud and you, you yeah. got to set goals for yourself. And like, don't set like 15 goals. It's like, yeah, <laughs> no more than 30 people. No more. Let's than call it that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the interesting thing. You can always make new goals. Yes. So if you have 15 goals, that's totally fine, but start with just a few of them because yes. like, you can't focus on and, and, and complete 15 or 20 at the same time. Um, you know, but again, unless you have, you know, whole teams of people that help you and things like that. I mean, this, that gets kind of complicated and it's hard to stay focused and feel accomplished. Focused, focus, focus that you've said it. That's the key word with too many goals. 
you're not focused. And again, I can say this because this was me for so long where I'm like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this because I'm an overachiever. And then the results are watered down and they're not what they could be if you focus. So yeah. And a mentor taught me that. So (laughs) tell us about something exciting. You're launching a podcast and I want you to share with us what's it called? Who are your guests? Like tell everybody what you're doing. Cause it's really yeah. cool. Well, thank you. So, um, actually when you and I were, um, joining Leah Hayes, who is also uh-huh. a podcaster, um, I was very inspired by you and, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, they're doing it. I've wanted to do it for a long time. Uh, and the thing that I had a challenge with honestly was finding something that, um, I felt compelled to spend time working on. Um, mm-hmm. Because marketing, there's so many podcasts for marketing. And a lot of them, I mean, are really good. I listened to many of them. And in my head, I was like, you know, I just don't want to create, you know, duplicate content. Um, mm-hmm. I want to create something that's a little bit unique and something that I can really um, get behind. And so uh, over the course of this quarantine, I've been really inspired by all of the uh, Some Good News and the Good News Network and all of these places that are like, hey, there is a lot of good, amazing things happening in the world. And if we would focus more on that, it would hopefully be infectious. You know, that kindness that people have, you know, the ways that we help our communities. And so um, that really got me jazzed up. And I was like, you know what, that's what I want my podcast to be about. And so, uh, started interviewing people in my network that are going above and beyond in the community. Um, many of them have had really tragic things happen in their lives and they've sort of risen above that and found ways to, you know, to turn it into an opportunity to help others. Um, or they, you know, they're just motivated to, you know, to start something, uh, just beneficial to the community. And so that's what the podcast is about. Uh, my goal is to make everyone happy cry. Um, so if you're in the mood for some happy crying, uh, but it's called the happy news group. And we just launched our first podcast episode, uh, this past Thursday, we interviewed Matt Charette, who I'm sure, you know, through the, he's awesome is amazing. And I met him through the catalyst program that you mentioned when I was a a student in class eight. And so, uh, he talks about his experience where all three of his restaurants were hit by the tornado. Yeah. And then immediately, obviously COVID happened. Uh, and he still was so inspirational to the community. He had that Nashville strong mural painted on the side of Boston commons. Uh, and he talks a lot about what we've been talking about here today, which is company culture and how to lead through crisis and how to be there, uh, to really demonstrate what it, it takes to own a business, uh, for, for your team. Um, I don't know how much true colors he was doing, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I'm not sure what color uh, his is, but I would guess blue is pretty high up there. So, yeah, well, I think like with, with Matt, well, and I know Matt very well too. And one thing that he is, he is an amazing mentor and he's a great right. leader at being a mentor. It's almost like he's gifted with the mindset of just automatically helping others is first and so I know that Matt is orange blue because he, I mean, who has all three restaurants completely blown down and gets back up to take a risk, rebuild it. But for him, it was about the people. 
It was about, which you guys will have to go listen to um, Anavia's podcast. Oh, it's, and no joke, we had to cut it down. He and I were on like the recording for the podcast for almost two hours. Wow. And I was like, okay, we, we have to cut this down. Like it's, yeah, (laughs) there's so much good information and just like storytelling in there. Yeah. Yeah. But for him, it wasn't even about like his restaurants. It was about all the people that he employed. It was about the community that eats there and has their family dinners there every week. It was more, and that's what drove him. And so when you allow to lean on your customers, your team members, the people that look to you to provide a space and a service to pay your freaking bills. I mean, that's, he's like, I'm putting food on people's tables, families' tables, like not just people coming in and eating, but like more about, you know, his team members and his employees. And so for him, it was more about like the people that kept him going. And, you know, he was very, he's very public about it all. He posts, he writes on Facebook and posts things and everybody deals with things differently, but through some of the tragedies, you know, I know we call them tragedies, pandemics, you know, all those things. Do you remember when our town flooded in freaking 2010? Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And this was, I mean, I feel like the tornado and COVID was just such a fast double whammy for Nashville that like, I I mean, it just, uh, it's so impactful. And to watch our city rise up again and help each other was so inspirational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what we have to remember. Like we always come out stronger and better even when you go through something so terrible and it seems so terrible. That's why like with, which we are both paperless and like I was talking about on the Mac side and like you were talking about like productivity on the PC side, um, on something else that we did together. And people will come up to me if I talk about, and they're like, gosh, you seem like really angry. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't anger. This is passion. And I don't ever, (laughs) ever. Notable difference. (laughs) I'm like, this is passion. I said, what makes me angry is when people don't take the measures to back up their stuff, but you can't leave here or listen to this episode and not know that if you're a business owner, you need to back up your clients and your business shit in the cloud, period, the end. Like you have to, because I've lost everything. I've been uh-huh. there. I've been through a flood. I've been through a fire. I've been through things that people say, oh my God, that's so tragic. How did you pick up and keep going? And I'm like, well, it makes you smarter and it makes you stronger. So well, it, yeah. you know, it, it's just how it is. Well, and that's the... um so the, um, I'm on the Forbes coaches council and Mm -hmm. they ask these questions. They ask all the coaches internal questions and then they use them to compile articles, which is cool. Um, but literally yesterday they were asking, one of the questions was, um, how do you recommend that, you know, business leaders lead through a crisis and like, how do you address that with your team and move past it? And that's the thing is that like, you know, what are you going to do? Just give up? Mm Mm-hmm you know, well, I lost everything. I guess I don't have a business now. I guess I'll go back to, you know, whatever, like waiting table. Like, no, you got to just, you got to figure it out. And I think that uh, when we're talking about company culture and mentorship and leadership and all these things, you have to consider, um, 
how you set the tone. It's not just because I have mentors. So I am the CEO of my company and I have a lot of mentors, but I am also mentoring every day, everyone in my company. Yep. And that's not a set session. We don't sit down. I mean, we do, we actually have <laughs> like professional development sessions, but every day I'm setting an example, um, and mentoring them in, in, you know, a uh, sort of a, a side way, right? So we're focused on this problem, but you're learning as we go. And when we have a crisis or even when we just have something as simple as, you know, oops, we had a grammatical error go out on a tweet for a client. If I overreact to that, it sets a terrible precedent and tone and culture for my company. Yep. But if I can pause and say, okay, what do we learn from this? What yep. happened? And, and put it to my team. Hey team, what happened here? You guys tell me what happened. I don't need to come in screaming. You already know, you know? And then it's like, okay, well this happened. How do you guys think we can keep it from happening again? Mm-hmm. And it is phenomenal to me how much ownership they take over the situation, how fast they are to come up with solutions, how quickly they will assess other parts of the business that could have the same pitfalls and apply that principle across multiple. It's like, I don't need to come in and dictate. If you have the mentorship mindset in your business, your team will rise to meet that. And it's a level of respect and growth where it's like, yeah, we're all in this together. So this is the common goal. How would we all work together to, you know, to get there? And then you don't, you don't have to be a, a tyrant. You can use that mentorship, um, you know, again, mindset to sort of grow your company and your people all at the same time. Yep. And, and another thing I've learned through all of this is if you try to solve everything for everybody, they're never going to be able to, able to think on their own. It's Amanda Fish. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're <laughs> never going to be able to step yeah. out of your company and your company owns you. You don't own the company. So, you know, that's another thing is empower your team members uh -huh. to think on their own. And guess what? Guess what? They're going to make mistakes, which turn yeah. into opportunities. But I think that you have to give them the room to make safe mistakes. And this is mm -hmm. where I think a lot of people um, completely jump over the onboarding process and the part that mentorship plays in there. I'm a mentor to my team, but they also mentor each other. They mm -hmm. also teach each other. We cross train everybody in our team and almost everything because it allows two things. One, the person who's teaching or mentoring is learning even deeper because they have to be able to explain it and, and teach it succinctly. And the person on the receiving end develops a really great rapport with their teacher who is a colleague of theirs, right? And so there's this mutual respect back and forth, but it's, it's just the concept of being able to have it at all levels. Yeah. Um, that, that makes such a big difference. Absolutely. So really, as we wrap up, because I could talk about this oh, for days. So long. I know um, you have several other things to do today. <laughs> about so, yeah, eight, eight other podcasts to record. Yeah. It is all good. It's all good. <laughs> but like quality matters. And once you have been mentored, give back, like become a mentor yourself but one key thing that Anavia, you pointed out is like, prepare to be a mentee, like prepare an agenda, mm -hmm. have a goal, think yep. through the purpose for asking for help. Don't just yep. say like, can we have coffee? Can I pick your brain? It's like, be very specific about that one thing yes. that you need help with right now. 
Those two things, can we have coffee so I can pick your brain, is so vast. Yeah. And please don't say, like, when say, how can I help you? What's something I can help you with? Please don't say, well, gosh, any help you can give me would be amazing. Uh, You guys can't see the face I'm making. It's the most, like, straight line (laughs) mouth face. It is because it puts all of the work back on the mentor to figure out what it is that you need help with. Yep. You know, they, they know you need help. They're happy to give it. Don't keep using the question as an opportunity to think, well, it's so great that you're going to help me. Anything that you can do would be great. Yes. What one thing do you need me to do? <laughs> right. Yep. It's just, you've got to prepare. You've got to think mm-hmm. it forces you to prioritize. What do you need right now? And how often would you recommend people changing mentors? So this is interesting. I actually don't, I don't formally close relationships with mentors. Okay. So the way that I treat it is that we have really open conversations or mentees, honestly. Um, Anyone that I've ever mentored knows that they can come back to me at any time with anything they need. So I let the mentee drive the, um, the exchange and the frequency. So I'll come in and say, okay, um, you know, do you feel like you need to meet once a month about this or have a call once a month? Does it need to be once every other week? Does it need to be once a quarter? How much help and guidance do you need? And I let them sort of drive it because um, they need to be hungry for the, the leadership and for the, the growth. Uh, it doesn't matter how much I give them. They have to want it in order for it to be beneficial. So I let the mentee drive the relationship. When I feel like we've sort of come to the conclusion of a specific situation that I'm helping with or a topic or whatever it might be, it's sort of like, hey, is there anything else that I can help you with? Is there something Mm -hmm. else that you want to move on to? And many times they don't know and they'll say, you know what? I don't really know. I don't think there is right now. I want to sort of work through this on my own. And Mm -hmm. I always say, great. I'm always here. You let me know if you need me. And I've had people that have come back to me months later, you know, a year or two later, you know, Hey, I was just wondering if you could help me with this one thing or like, can I get a reference or a referral? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that. So I treat my mentors the same. I don't, you know, disengage from the mentorship. Now we're just friends, (laughs) you know? So I don't think that you have to turn it off. I think you can just adjust the, like when you talk uh, and just know that you're there for each other if, if you need to be. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like you have a lifelong cheerleader to help you cheer, you know, through the good and the bad and the ugly and it's all good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Who doesn't want more cheerleaders in the world? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would like my own personal squad of cheerleaders. Yeah. Yes. We need more. So people want to connect with you. Well, first off, guys, go subscribe to podcast. We'll put it in the show notes. Thank and you. Then, yeah. Yes. And then if people want to connect with you, what's your favorite platform to connect on? Um, you know, it probably, Ooh, that's really funny. I was going to say email, but that's not, <laughs> that's not really a platform. I'm like, just email me directly. Yes. That's totally fine. Um, I would say probably Instagram is the best. Okay. Um, and that's interesting. We have one for my, my work, but then I also have a, a personal Instagram under my name. Awesome. Um, and so that's where I usually am doing, you know, the, the DMing. So yeah. Awesome. Well, we will put all the stuff, all the good stuff in the show notes. So you guys can connect with Ana Via. Thank you. And if you have any marketing mentorship questions i'm sure that you you welcome them yes um, and, and this has been awesome 
Can I expound on that? I will say yeah. this. Sometimes I do podcasts and people do message me and I'm really excited. Yeah. And I will say, I love nothing more than talk clearly than talking about this kind of stuff. Yes. So like literally, if you have any questions about marketing, I'm not going to try to sell you anything. You don't, <laughs> it's totally fine. Like, you know, we have stuff we can help you, but most people, if they're just like, Hey, I need help. One of the things I love doing is this, it's like mentoring or mm -hmm. even making connections to other people. You know, Angela, yeah. you're the same way. I know you have a huge network of, you know, of people in, not only in the Nashville area, but beyond that, you know, can help in all different assets of things, you know, all different forms. Yeah. Um, you know, so we specialize in small business. If you're growing a small business, please ask me questions. It's so fun to yes. talk to you. <laughs> Yes. Um, so yes, please yes. do that. Don't just, you know, hear it and then let it go out the other ear. <laughs> right. Well, and also too, like, that's how we get our content, like is by right. people asking questions. Like we don't know how we can help unless you ask these freaking questions, Pete. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yes. It totally frames up. Yeah. What we're creating. That's a really good point. Yes. I do little video series on my social media and almost all of them come from, okay, I was doing a webinar the other day and here's what people were asking about. And so let me just yep. go ahead and share it with the group. Yep. 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 The return on it is, I don't know, it's very fulfilling, like mm -hmm. to be able to share and give back. So Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. And everybody that's listening, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you got lots of nuggets and takeaways. Be sure to go over to the show notes, connect, and be sure that you tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.